The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Okay, let's do a podcast. That was the cold open. Kia ora koutou. welcome to The Real Pod. It's your reality TV recap in real life. Oh no, that's the old slogan, isn't it? And, uh, and pop culture in Aotearoa podcast. She goes away for one week and she can't do her job anymore. Sorry about that. And it. it became a gardening podcast. It did. I'm actually <laughs> the top top of my real news is to talk to you about your gardening slot. Um, I need to I need to share with you some thoughts that I had. But uh, oh, w- welcome it. along to the podcast anyway. My name is Jane Yee, joined by Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey. All three of us together again, isn't it wonderful? Just for one week, though. Just for one week, because next week Duncan is off doing some meetings on the outside. I am. Uh, how are you, Alex? I'm good, thank you, Jane. Nice to see you both together. You're feeling better. I'm feeling better. You're feeling better. Can I plug an Alex Casey story? Yes. Um, published on the internet just mere an hour ago uh, about the rise of Facebook groups where people check whether their boyfriend has another boyfriend, has another girlfriend. Or boyfriend. and Or boyfriend, but largely uh, it's, it's checking for... Uh, other girlfriends, and it's really, really good. And it was it made me very happy to think we'd we'd published it. And it's just riveting and fa- and and just very interesting and a, like a story of our time. And What's the TLDR, Alex, on that one? As in, I just the world. <laughs> yes. World's gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the TLDR. It's trying to solve a lot of problems, and it's like revealing all these interesting. Issues within technology and relationships and modern dating and women's spaces. And it's, yeah, I really enjoyed reporting it. And thank you very much, Duncan. I'd r- love if this podcast opened with more praise regarding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you've got yourself one reader because I'm going to make sure I read that one. Are you? Yeah, I am. I, uh, Alex Casey is my favourite writer. She's really good. Oh, She's God, really good. Here good we go. Thankfully, I know that none of the other writers in that room listen to this podcast to be offended by that. <laughs> So, hey, we got to hang with some corns. There was a, a bulletin fifth birthday event. We did. On uh, oh. on Thursday last week. And God, it was a good time. We had flowers and canapes. It was very professional for us. There was, yeah, it was a really, really good time. It wasn't a real pot event, which is why it was. It was a bulletin event. But what I like is the fact that I feel like sometimes you can think that the cornies are. Just ours. <laughs> They're just ours, and they, they they just all they do is listen to the real pod, and they're not part of the world. No. Um, Turns and, out they are though. 
Yeah, they, they, they came to listen to Anarafa Tikono and Alex Bray explain how the hell the bulletin is made. But they, you know, they also like had had great chats with you and me. Had, had, yeah, it was like lovely. Yeah, so the Cornies, for anyone who um, isn't across this, are members of the Real Pod Corner. You can find the link to that. It's a Facebook group that we have, and there's a link in the show notes along with a link to our Discord. Uh, and who did we see? We saw Sophie. Um, I saw Zay, Zay's husband, Ben, came along, sort of to represent her. Carol Green. Carol. I didn't get to say hi to Carol, but you did. I did. Um, and there were there were a couple of others. Sorry, I can't name check you. It's Liza. Uh, Nera. Or Lisa. I'm not quite sure. I'm sorry if we had... And Nera. And Nera. Just a bit... God, it was good. And Frankie, maybe? So good. And and Sophie gave us sweatshirts from Abel. Yeah, it was just so nice. And then we got into like big sweatshirt. chats about Maths AU. It was yeah. just a dream. How did you identify each other? Was there the finger guns across the room? Was there like corn It was the badge? whispering. It was the whispering and the, and the, the immense sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, they came, they came and identified themselves to me. yeah. yeah. Um, but we love that. Always come and say hello because I just feel sad about the couple of people who I now know were there that I didn't get to talk to. It also just shows you the power of being a spin-off member because you get invited to things like this. And, <laughs> get to uh, hang with us. Okay. <laughs> it was a really good event and we were throwing a gift with purchase, if you will. Yeah, if that's know? what you want. Like a free upside. I mean, maybe they were there despite the fact that we were there, you know? You know that's not true, Jane. Stop, stop. Like, we really need to sell memberships. Oh. You're really diminishing the power of it. Okay, yeah. I was trying to do a, an ad. Uh, such a bonus. To become a member, get to say hi to us. What yeah. a great sell. Well, like, you can do that just by, with through randomness, but here you basically guarantee it if you yeah. could have spent off Guarantee. You selfie, tag your flatties, all of it. All right. Um, should we play the Real News Sting now? Is that a good time? how real news this is, but you talked about gardening last week, so let's let's pick up where you left off. I had an epiphany listening to your gardening chat. Wow. I want you to know that I was not sad about the gardening chat. You weren't out of control. You weren't out of line. Love gardening chat. Great. Great. But I have okay. A, What's I have, the epiphany? Well, I have a really conflicted relationship with gardening, and I couldn't figure out why it was that I felt slightly... Um, ill at ease about your discussion and I realised that when you got to the end and you said the reason you were enjoying gardening so much was watching things grow, right? And seeing something that you'd taken care of grow. Well, that's what Alex said. That's what Alex said. And then I realised that my entire gardening relationship at the moment is about knocking things back and killing things off. Mm. That, like, it's a burden that the lawns need mowing and the hedges need clipping and the fig is going to, tree's going to start dropping those horrible beastly fruit and I want to get back to the place where I'm growing things nice things lovely yep. things yeah I can see that I mean I'm much more of a you, you type of gardener at the moment in fact I had to fell a feature tree on the weekend Good. and cut You're it to pieces the Lord's work. oh no because it's been infested with gla- grava moss, and, and it doesn't uh, and it doesn't go okay. away and it just like all we're doing is propagating it and spreading it further but it was, uh, you do feel, you know, so I got out my little electric chainsaw. Hey, how, and big your, how big your Fijoa tree? I don't know, like 
You want me to come and get yours? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, how do, you, do you know how to st- stamp the stamp thing? Well, if just, I mean, I got it down to like flat with the ground. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything more than that. But Mine quite big. It is, it is an emotional <laughs> thing to cut down a tree. I don't, I don't feel good about it. But I, I understand that the, the guava moth is, is, <laughs> is not, it's not stopping. There's only one thing Can't worse be rid of. than Fijoa's for me, and that's Fijoa's riddled with guava moth. Yeah. Blech. Nothing like opening but up when you think of a lovely, lovely Fijoa and finding it all nasty inside. Sometimes you see a little... Well, look, our Fijoas are coming in and I cannot yeah, wait. No, you're, you're in the good part of the country, which this is, is not all in the good a gardening part. podcast. It is. I've also done one more thing uh, in the past week. I found a sprouting onion Ooh. in the back of the cupboard. I've got some of those. Sp- straight, split that little again. bad boy up. Find the little bulbs, plant them in, and oh my god, I'm an onion wizard. There's three onions now <gasps> from out one? Of one old onion. Oh, yes. huge news! <laughs> I mean, I've got to wait like a hundred days, but I'm my really god, looking when forward they come in. <laughs> to seeing the spin-off piece. I am an onion wizard. <laughs> it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> it's just, just truly magic, and I'm glad that you enjoyed the garden chat. I think we could have a regular segment sponsored by. King's Plant Barn. King's Plant Barn. I'm joined by the mysterious Japanese billionaire. I'm an odorings country. We have different, it's all different. Mm. It's different down here. Well, look, we're available, (laughs) you know, if you're listening, Big big Garden. King, Uh, (laughs) that is your real name. Come, come, come at us. Disclaimer that we're recording on a Monday. We normally record on a Tuesday, but I am actually heading down to see Alex, kind of. Well, yes. you're a bonus part of my trip to Christchurch. Sort of a byproduct. You're sort of a byproduct. But yeah, I'm heading down to Christchurch for a project and I'm doing some little bit of work with Alex while I'm down there. So that's exciting. You're not coming though, eh, Duncan? Sorry. Not invited, so. Well, you can pay your own way and come down if you like. Take some in your leave. No. You'll be welcome. No. We're going to have such a good time. <laughs> no. We're going to have such a great Duncan's time. Duncan's already done his, he's done his four hours in Christchurch. I did, and, and I tried so to meet up with Alex and there was no taking hey, we of should the go offer. To the- <laughs> We should go to the art like, gallery. Like half an hour window. Yeah. <laughs> we should go to the art gallery and, and relive that fantastic live pod we did that time. Just the two of us. We should. I, I return to that room every Monday night for the Canterbury Film Society. Wow, you're so cultured. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm very proud Thank of you. you. There's, there's a lot of culture down here. You, people, people say things, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Samuel laughing. Samuel says things. Samuel's from Wellington too, by the way. That is culture personified. They have all the coffee, music and arts and library books and all of the good that culture real things. bad sign. Theater, yes. You know. Um, <laughs> in other news in my world, went to the Proclaimers on Saturday night. Great time. Would have walked 500 miles and oh. would have walked 500 more to see them. Uh, also, we've got nuts. Again, not me, not me personally, oh, no. but yeah, the nits, the nits saga continues. I was got very cocky with my handling of the nits situation, and it's resurfaced. Maybe bald, bald the family. Bald the family. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. That's not off the table. It's not off the table. <laughs> if this continues throughout 2023, we are going to be a hairless family by. That's been very tragic because you've got all got very lovely hair. Like it's some families, mm. like, oh, it's fine, but yeah. be a real shame if the. Household had to go bald. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? Anything to report from? No, I had a a lovely 40th birthday for former spin off GM Kerry Ann Nelson on Friday. Happy birthday, Kerry Ann. Had to do a little speech uh, reminiscing about the old times. Got got emotional looking through old pictures. Um, (laughs) 
and you know, just just uh, just just that that was good. Went to the cricket. It was very short. Um, did we win? We did. It was a crushing victory. Um, and no, I'm uh, I'm I'm just excited about going. I went got three sleeps. Three sleeps. I got to go on an aeroplane. Very exciting. Not to Christchurch, though, is it? No. Not as exciting as going no, to Christchurch. No, no. Houston is, is no Christchurch no. as far as destination goes. <laughs> Alex, so, yeah. can you tell us about something that you bought on the internet from someone? Oh, well, I teased the Fockers group chat a few days ago, as I'm sure you both remember. To the point, can I just say... To the point where I was just not going to do the podcast this week because I was going to be on a plane to Christchurch. And I was like, you guys can do it. And then I was like, what? Alex has got something. And if I'm not there, I'm not going to know what it is. <laughs> and I have to find out at the same time as everyone else, can we please move the record forward so I can be there first? So I've been waiting. I had to leave a meeting early also, to be here. I'm, I think I'm going to get in trouble. I can detect it. <laughs> Also, there's no, there's just no suggestion that I could possibly tell you just in our real life. No. <laughs> it's like, I can only say things on the pod. Exactly. I like to do like cliffhanger teasers in real life. I said, bought something off designer wardrobe from a bachelorette, but hoops, you'll have to wait to the podcast to find <laughs> out. <laughs> so what I bought was a teeny tiny, far too small for me, little lavender knitted vest. Oh, who would that And be? I bought it. Shari. Off. Alicia Brown from Invercargill, <gasps> a.k.a. Yes, third place yes. on Bachelor Season 1. Yes. Wow. Can you believe I it? I can still picture them between the vines. She was lovely. And now she, I think she was a teacher at the time, and she runs a whole bunch of little businesses now and little secondhand clothing um, thingies. So I messaged her, you know, as you do, um, and I asked her, Oh, my designer, the app's frozen. It's a glitchy app. I'm not, like, you can see this. <laughs> Do you need to it's update? A, oh, no, there no, it is. It's, it's, it's a glitchy app. It's a glitchy app. Anyway, she confirmed, not only has she confirmed it was her, but she was like, and I think I remember your name too. <gasps> Whoa. Because that was when you were the, like, you were ranking, and those rankings were absolutely ginormous. That was peak. On that Facebook. That was peak of my career. It was. It was so much fun running those, publishing those rankings the second The Bachelor finished, and they would just be monstrous. And remember, we'd do the podcast right I after know. the episodes. I know, drinking. And they would be Lindauer. monstrous too. Oh, and it was time. just, yeah, it was, it was special because it was like a social media era where people would, were under their own names, say interesting and excited stuff. And just that about a piece of content, and now yeah. that would just be such weird behaviour. Like it's, I can't imagine a person doing that unless the content was like, you know, really te- like aggressively terrible. Um, yeah, it died with the Bachelorette season one. I think that was the last great like collective in terms of Bachelor Nation in New Zealand. I feel like that was what happened to us. COVID. COVID. Oh, God. What was season one? Which one was season one? Lucina and... That was Lucina and Lily. Oh, God. Remember, we went into lockdown when they were in Argentina. And that was, like, just this beautiful escape for everybody. For these men who were literally trapped in prison in Argentina. What a time. (laughs) Oh, beautiful time. Um, Art Green has on Instagram been detailing putting up a fence, like a one-man band with his top off constantly. I feel quite... Rude watching it. Um, but I also have a feeling of pride thinking as I watch him putting in fence posts, concreting, kit setting this, you know, huge, very, very nice looking, expensive looking fence together across this whole property. And I'm like, 
beat you in a challenge to put together a barbecue. So wow, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I might not Do, have been. Why don't you get in the comments just... and just be bagging him out the whole time about remember the barbecue challenge? Yeah, like, would that do that on my burner account? Because I don't want to. Why didn't you do that in your main? Nah. I feel like being sassy on main nah. is cool. I'm like, loser. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about Green, I've been thinking about him mm. recently. Um, you mentioned his shirtlessness. Because um, Joe and I have become obsessed with a show I know you're passionate about, Duncan, called Physical 100 oh, <laughs> on Netflix. And we started, it's this incredible like Korean show that has just takes the strongest, gnarliest athletes and. Or just general, like, buff people. Like, there's a really buff car dealer. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> And puts so them in these buff. crazy physical challenges. And it has, like, this kind of squid game sort of premise where everything's quite dramatic and they get axed and they have to smash their own torsos and things like that. But we we're trying to cast a New Zealand version. And I was like, shit, imagine Art Green in a show like this. It would be incredible. Surely he would be, like, top tier. I think he would be because he does seem like he he's extremely swole, but I, but he seems to be like also like, like like it's not just a pure show thing. Like the bodybuilders on the show don't do as well as you'd expect because it's quite a narrow physiological you know thing that they can do. Whereas like some of the other like the wrestlers do really well, CrossFitters do really mm. well, gymnasts do pretty well. Even some of the like fitness influencers. Uh, like a yeah. surprise, who are, who can be quite slight, is surprisingly great. It's such a fun show to watch. But it also could be quite good to see Art not being necessarily the very best in the world at something. <laughs> like like when he tried to assemble the barbecue Next that time. one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, had it been him from the word go, probably wouldn't have won that. I was just lucky to be up against Maddie. Anyway, Dis- disagree. Cut that out, Samuel. That, that's just not accurate. No, leave it in. Leave it in. Um, I want to just say that I've been watching Location, Location, Location is comfort watching. The, the, the UK Phil, version? Yeah, of course. Phil, oh. Phil and Kirsty. I think we need to bring it back. There was a version in 1999. Michael Borgaris, celebrity real estate agent, if you will, uh, he hosted it. I think we need to bring back LLL. We definitely need to bring it I back. I think the time is now when the market sucks because yep. people can actually afford houses and I think I should host it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a real estate agent. But I am very, very interested in real estate. Well, me and Nikki talk about bringing back location, location, location almost constantly. I also think she should host it. Maybe it's just the two of you. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd make a great team. Yeah, I agree. We'd get quite com- competitive. But yeah, in which a is what you need. Way. Yeah, but you can still be mates. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I love that. I love that. So there's a, sh- there's a show ready to go. Please, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, or South Pacific Pictures, if you're listening, or any other product. Don't, don't be the one who misses out. Alex Casey, yours, please. I have some some supporting data on this as well because a fantastic Tara Award, best television writer in the country, please read everything that she does, wrote a piece about location, 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 I think last week, and it had 700 comments on Facebook. I mean, About our passion for the show. And that's from a local audience, you know? They want to watch that. Bernard Hickey could have me as a guest on his podcast talking about housing. I don't think he'd do that. I could find Bernard a new house. How about that? I think Bernard's happy with this. Do you know he that. is looking, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He's, but he's, I think he's renting, but anyway, he's looking. We're oh getting quite off piece, aren't we? I'm in the <laughs> Okay, reality check. <laughs> I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> Speaking of homes, it's Homestay Week on Married at First Sight this week. It's the, the second, to, it's actually the third to last week, isn't it? 
It is. I forgot that we have a reunion week <sighs> as well. Where, and that's where the true drama comes out after everyone's gone back to the real world and all the Daily Mail stories. I yeah, that's out. that's almost what oh. I'm hanging out for most. Like the, the I'm I don't I'm not mad at the fact that I'm going to miss the commitment ceremonies because I think it's pretty clear which way most of those are going now. Um, all I, you know, you do sometimes get the absolute hurricane strength. Was it Tracy Jewell did a real yeah. good burner yeah. of Dean? Um, but. You know, for the most part, there's just a lot of schmaltzy music and a lot of walking down a bloody and a lot of very deliberate red avenue. hearing type spe- yeah. speeches, like where they they make it sound like they're gonna oh, yeah. <laughs> x things just before whipping it around, going, "But I love you, and let's do this." Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, but we're in the last good week. Yeah, this was such a good such week. Great I thought week. this was. I, I, you forget how good it is just to see people because there used to be more of this, right? On maths, early maths, it was more. Let me show you yeah. my world. I mean, very early <laughs> and, maths. Oh, the first maths, the they spent. They, there was no staying in apartments. It was purely just staying at each other's actual houses. Uh, was the first season of maths six episodes long? Oh, uh, probably it was the Danish. No, this the first Australian be... season. Like, oh. I found a. Um, <laughs> I have to get my maths on pirate now because the whole system that brought us <laughs> our early maths seems to have broken down. But this site, which I won't name, has got the full catalogue, and it's making me real tempted to go revisit the uh, early seasons because they're so short. Yeah, they're re- they're actually really good, but it's a t- an entirely different show. Yeah, Enti- I think there's one dinner party. For the whole thing, and I think I'm surprised that, there's even that many. That that went quite well, and I think they went okay. <laughs> and by quite well, there. I mean it went <laughs> terribly. Um, and then they realised what they had. I think they stumbled across that. Uh, we have. Should we start with? Um, we'll start with Tani and Ollie, because it's a nice way to start. It's a wonderful. Couldn't be more perfect way to start. Yeah, it does mean that we're just going to have to talk about terrible stuff for the rest of the show. But that's fine. Uh, they're just really nice. I was proud of Ollie, first of all. I don't know. Did you both watch the commitment sure ceremony did. when yeah. he opened up about not feeling good enough? And he said that he, when they swapped partners, he started to feel insecure and that he's he's felt uh, not good enough in all facets of his life. And I was like, the sad clown. Aww. I love you. But also, has he Ollie. not seen his own impressions? Come on. Oh, so good when he did the what's in the box from Seven. <laughs> we love him. That was really good. I mean, but it is like... The, the, he's as we have sort of previously discussed. He's clearly the best guy on the show now, and he, he's the one who's the seemingly the most insecure, the least secure, depending on how you put it. And uh, and it's just kind of wild. I still want to make a case for Duncan as the best guy on the show. D- Duncan is not doing jokes for you. No, Do you not like jokes? I love jokes. Enough. I love jokes, but in terms of. Ollie's had a pretty easy ride because Tani's also amazing. And I think that Duncan has been amazing in the face of adversity. Great, great. (laughs) He's a 9.5, but Ollie's a 10 because he's got jokes. (laughs) Ollie will move anywhere for Tani. Yeah. He will move, doesn't matter where in the world. Into the tiny, into Tani. Tiny Tani's, Tani's tiny, t- I don't know how to finish that joke, but. T- Tani's tiny. It's a tiny house, it really is, it's so small. It's not a house, it's just a tiny room with a kitchen and a toilet in it. But it's also really, for some reason it really suits Tani. And it's yeah. a, you, know, you can imagine her being totally delighted Okay, by huge Alex Casey energy. You've got the tiniest of all tiny rooms. Mm. It's a sizey kitchen, I've thought for the tiny room. But some of that space she's chosen to dedicate a wall shelf just for Crocs. <laughs> just for Crocs. Oh, and Balenciaga <laughs> trainers. 
crazy trainers. Crazy trainers. Like and, but isn't it a good use of space to kind to of go outwards? Yes, yes. But you could also ascending? put, I don't know, books. Oh yeah. Nah. No need. No need. What's a book ever done? And she's got her, she's got her little <laughs> mate. She's, the, the funniest thing when he was like, addressed the producer, was like, it's funny, she's going through and like describing all these spaces in the same room as different rooms. And then she was like, where we are right now, I'm sitting in a different room to you. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. I do love him. Very charming. I also love their open and honest toilet conversation. Yeah. Mm. You know, he said, I still don't think you do yeah. clothes and that's all about to change. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to pop out for a bit. Nothing brings a couple together like a very small living space. <laughs> or tears them apart. <laughs> or we do, we do uh, need to see them move into a new space together. I think it'd be lovely for them to start, you know, start uh, uh, cohabitate in a new space that is neutral ground and they can just build mm. from there this wonderful life that they are going to have together till the end of time. Amen. I'm worried about that stinky fish tank in that small space as well because they've both kind of sniffed it and said it was going to reek until the end of time or something. I want to know where the fish are. I was thinking when they were walking down the street to her apartment, he's carrying the fish tank. She's got suitcase. I'm like, the fish better not be in the suitcases. And if they're not mm. on your person, where are they? Where are it's a good Where question. They? Maybe they return them to the sea with like a little note, like finding Nemo. Oh, don't, put, f- don't put freshwater <laughs> fish in the sea. Don't do that. It's not oh, good for shit. them. It's well, suddenly become an aquatic <laughs> pod. It's crazy high-level advice. Um, I want to talk about a big scandal that happened with Ollie and Tani, which didn't make it onto the television. Are you two aware of what happened during their hometown? No. Oh, okay. So we saw in the supercut at the very start where they were sort of just reflecting on the week. John Aitken was talking some psychobabble pseudoscience about something. And they cut to Ollie and Tani in an op shop dressed up like, you know, kind of old men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a change good, and good stuff. outfits. So they, they shot a whole sequence op shopping together. And guess who gate crashed? Nessa! Nessa Sultan! <laughs> no! Yes, he somehow found out they were shooting in Bondi, and there's a whole story about, again, Daily Mail, <laughs> terrific website, um, about how he insisted on barging in. They were told not to make eye contact with him. Oh, so he's just become this, like, renegade. Wow. Yeah. And then out of, like, retaliation, because he was either on camera or just, like, lurking in the background like David Brent, they just had to cut the whole sequence. Oh, my God. Should have left it in, truly. I know. I know, I know NASA's um, award-winning NASA is not – I guess it's not quite a good human, right? But I do so no. enjoy yeah, these I think wild, the pro- wild stories. The problem is I think they can't – if they were to put it in – where, where where do you think NASA is next time there is a mm. like a hot mic and a and a you know camera with a little red light on it like he is it's just scary. going to be around like he's gonna find out everything and he'll just be there with his vacuum cleaner and without his pants Can and I... that's just how he operates. <laughs> now that you guys are grown up non social media people, can I tell you this? Not one, yes, but two cornies have encountered NASA in the wild. In, in recent times. Wow. That's scary. And How up is until that? this that's point, crazy. I'd be like, oh, that's probably a coincidence. But now I'm thinking, is he in the corner sniffing out where cornies are? Because any tentacle mm. he can get into the maths universe, he's going to give it a home. God, he's onto us, eh? Oh, 
I also read in that Daily Mail story, I think he lied about going to the Arias. I don't think he made it in. When he told us that he was like the most photographed man on the red carpet, I don't think, I think he got kicked out. Was he, was he most photographed because there was a, a scuffle? I almost <laughs> yeah. feel like he'd be a good profile. Photographed by police when he was arrested. <laughs> he would be a good profile. He does represent, I think that's like part of why I have this ongoing like affection for him is I think he represents like... A lot like the tragedy of the fallen reality star, what happens when the cameras stop rolling on you and stuff. Sh- Sinead had that great yarn where she found, who, who was it? Who were, They were just down at the viaduct sifting about. It was Wayno. It was Wayno and Gareth That's from right. Neff's Holy moly. And it was just so, it's the same thing. It's like, like I was talking to this um, former, are they called the white, the, the, whatever the New, the New Zealand women's football team is, and just talking to her about that adjustment to, Post-fame, it's obviously a different thing because she was in the team for 13 years and is amazing. Shout out to Katie Duncan. But, like, I think for an ordinary person, goes through life, then it's just, like, this white-hot heat of fame for, like, three months and then just has to kind of process just being a civilian again. And it's just it's just going to be a lot. And for some people, notably NASA, they, you know, they, they never can get back to right. I just went back mm. to normal life. From the uh, reputable, beautiful journalism source, the Daily Mail, uh, notorious Married at First Sight star Nasser Sultan clashed with red carpet security at the Aria Awards. Oh, we were correct. After being turned away, Nasser was later seen making angry phone calls and wandering around the venue before eventually making it onto the red carpet. Well, he did make it in. He did. He did get photographed. Well, it doesn't say he made he it into the venue. He didn't make it into the awards. <laughs> so, so he just like threw himself at it. Oh, wow. look at him. It's quite a, it's quite oh, a strong look. It does cool. look quite cool. Does look, let him on, I wow, say. Wow, YouTuber sponsor of the Arias? I wish we lived in Australia. We had real good sponsors. I just want to draw attention to the fact that Duncan in, in the room in situ just did something real weird. I, I was just stretching. <laughs> he put his hand out flat on the table quite near me. Not like uncomfortably near. But I thought he was trying to get my attention. And then when I looked down at his hand, he like... Killed it no, away. No, I just whipped it away because I'm just trying to like stretch. You know, something I'm, like the I'm getting old. Like, I kind of feel like I always have to stretch. What's, what's this called inside your elbow? What's that called? The Surely, inside so, of your so, elbow. Science corner will bloody tell me. Anyway, I'm worried. We've got 22 minutes to, no to rank all of the rest of the contestants. Don't worry, we're already a sixth of the way through. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, Leighton and Melinda had, uh, had a very tumultuous week. Hmm. Um, the most trivial fight in Matt's That was history. such that good video. It was. <laughs> so good. So, at the time, I was like, Whoa, all this, ruining the canoe. I mean, to be fair, I would not want to kayak on the, the state of that river. I'd rather not. That's one river you don't want to fall into. Very muddy brown. Yeah, it no was. Thanks. Sure um, and, and a lovely date that she had organised just went to pot because, because they had a fight about an open cupboard door. But who hasn't had this fight? This is the most real thing ever. <laughs> Having a nice evening out completely ruined because you had a fight about a dumb thing, like the dumbest of things. Yeah. That's real life. They're already like it living is. life on the, the outside. That's like like this part of me that's like I feel like they might. I mean, aside from Tiny and Ollie, they're the. I still back them. I still believe in them because they have these stupid fights. I'm like, that's just that's just a relationship, you know. That, uh, I I totally agree. I think that their transition to the real world, they've already done it. And it does, and surely it makes your fights worse because you can't back down and there's a camera there. Like, well, at least when there's a camera not there, you can probably be a bit weird or like, I don't know, like when you just storm off, it's not quite so millions of people are watching, you know, like you just, you just yeah. go and have your little storm off. Not that, not that I, I want to know that. what Melinda, when Melinda was like, I have to take myself out of this situation because I'm going to say something. You want to know what she would have said? Regret. I want to know what she was going to say. If she could just like whisper <laughs> into her hot mic, like, hey guys. But I did think, I love, I mean, I don't love, it seems horrible for them, but the way that their fights do escalate into this way where we got this incredible confession from Leighton where he's like, We've got a lifetime to work through this. We've had 10 weeks in the experiment. I'm 35 and I can't even tell my dad I love him. And I was like, whoa, so where did good. that come from? Where did that come from, Leighton? But it was apparent that he had had that conversation with her at some point about him with his dad because it wasn't – he kind of said something like, I've told you this. And then she went, you can tell your mum that you love her and you can tell the other guys in the experiment that you love – and that was – that was you know, he was getting up and walking off after that, like – don't mess yeah. with my bros, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But different. it is a different Hot thing. Headed. In his defence, telling someone, you know, saying I love you, mate, uh, versus I love you and when you hear this it probably means you think we're going to stay married for the rest of time. You know, the stakes are slightly higher. But overall, yeah. I think I, I err on the side of Mel and, and their um, tension. I really like her. I really like her as well. I think she's incredibly cool and smart and there for the right reasons and all the rest of that. I do think and, – and Leighton clearly does have this kind of – you know, like he he just can't get – he can't sort of understand some of how she is. That being said, she does quite often, you know, see cupboard gate – uh, you know, <laughs> probably leap a bit further than, than it might be, you know, uh, acceptable in a situation. But but it's fine. I think she's feeling insecure. She has a dust my allergy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's very serious. I mean, when your cupboards have been for weeks and you've been in an apartment in Sydney for weeks, your clothes are getting dust on them. And okay, just quick aside on that. Again, a lot of these 
The homes don't look like they're actual houses. No, they really don't. They look real Airbnb no. rented for the for the day. Apart from Tani's, I <laughs> don't believe Tarnies. it's hers. Oh, Tani's is definitely hers. That you was, cannot stage that. that. Can't make that up. But, but even Duncan's, I was just like, I mean. Yeah. I buy Duncan's. I buy Duncan's. I, I buy Duncan's. It's real. It vibes like it would be his place. But so many of the apartments were just completely spartan, including Melinda's. I had a big argument with my mum last night like a full-on fight um, about Gogglebox, Celebrity Gogglebox. And we were watching it and she's like, isn't it great how they go into their homes? And I was like, I don't think they're their homes, Mum. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> she would not have it that there was a possibility that they shot in like a staged lounge. I'm like, it's somebody's home. I just don't necessarily think that, that Ed Sheeran... <laughs> He's got goggle box oh, over his place. Ed Sheeran would, but almost <laughs> no one else would. I know, but it was just like, but also <laughs> the, the very, very, very staged, like you'd have two young blokes with a, a lot of like plants in the background. No, I don't want to say that bl- blokes can't the- raise plants, but I feel they can't. You know, we know the difficulties between <laughs> us here in Gardening Chat. But have you seen this? I know. Samuel's yeah, I just want to say, the Monstera, when I got my hands on it, was dying, it was, the leaves were drooping, it was on the verge. And now we've got three beautiful new leaves. Are you st- seriously going to take all the credit for this? Because yep. who, he, he has I, been. Who suggested that it go in this corner? Annabelle Lee Mather. Thank you. No, no, he, say, he said that Annabelle coached him. So yeah, Annabelle's my mentor. <laughs> Annabelle's my, my real boss. The, okay, uh, I don't think we need to give Gone by Lunchtime any more credit, to be fair, because they already smoke us in every way. They really do. Um, anyway, so I had a fight with my... So, you know, having worked in reality television, and you'll know this, Alex, having also worked in reality television, sometimes things aren't as they seem, and sometimes the houses you see people in aren't necessarily theirs. I believe this to be true, but I do want to believe, particularly in Bronte's apartment, that it was her real apartment. Because there's something about the like the strange, uncanny nature of Bronte that I think is reflected well in that like bare walls, one Prada coffee table book, yeah, and like horrible sort of eerily moving blinds and a white duvet, and she's like, I want to show him. All that I am. <laughs> and I was like, that is a metaphor. But it was lovely. They did find the one thing they have in common, white sheets. And that was just shocking revelation. <laughs> shocking revelation. Wow. Um, Leighton and Melinda, I think that come vows, I feel like they'll they'll stick at it. I think they care about each other too much. I do think that my opinion of Leighton changed ever so slightly when at the dinner party she answered the – there was an opportunity for her to answer the honesty box questions in quite a st- stink mean way and I thought she was very kind to him with her answers. Oh, she Even said going she so far loved him. As that, as to saying that she was in love with him and he was like, well, how can you be if we can't communicate? But that, but that, that, is, that is just – Leighton obviously has this like, you know, I, I must tell the, the, the truth kind of – Problem, which is obviously not how you relationships Take work. Take a moment to say that's so beautiful and wonderful. I know, wonderful but he's just—he's such mm. a weirdo that he can't do it. And you're like, it was clearly boy. her bringing the it biggest very, of very nice, yeah. olive branches to the table, and uh, and he just shot it down. Anyway, I felt really sad for her. The moment that you tell someone you're in love with them should be a special moment, not a, not a reason to go to town on. Anyway. Uh, who next? Cam and Lindell. Oh. oh my God, Cam's hometown and his friends and the fish and everything about it. I loved this trip. 
I loved the trip to Dundee to try and save the relationship. <laughs> Just like seeing Cam in the outback. I know we'll get to like Cam as bad and it was horrible. But from the moment he recommended that Lyndall chuck on a pair of Canterbury's, did you catch this? I know, this yeah. is the New Zealand brand, do we think? This is the New Zealand of brand. Of course With the three Kiwis hidden in the logo. What? Kiwis They're Kiwis and not Cs? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's discovering that Amazing for the first time, by the way. Someone yeah. is discovering that for the first time right now. And the shapes on the shapes packets are in the shapes of the shapes. Just mull on that. Um, the big white shape on the shapes packet is in the shape <gasps> is in the shape of the shapes inside the shapes box. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. It is wow. Well. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Um, but can we just talk about the kissing of the fish when they got to the, the, the was it the Barramundi? Barramundi. You know how people Baramundi talk about once-in-a-lifetime opportunities and usually they are good things? Like, death is also a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? But it's not, like, usually very good. Like, it's not necessarily something you aim for. Um, breaking your legs, similar, you know, these are, these are once-in-a-lifetime things. Kissing a fucking giant fish like that, it leaps out of the water and freaks you out. Once in a lifetime for me, bad way. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I'd do it. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, I just think I'd do it too. I would, uh, I would do it. I would do it. I think it is, it's cool and scary. But do you think it's, I mean, it's really built up to be like, wow, you really could, this is like, this is why you should be here in the Northern Territories because you have a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime experience like this. That's it. You've peaked. You've had the best experience you can possibly have here. Um, move here now. I do think that the, the, the Territorian lifestyle looked cool. Like, I liked... But it just, it did feel quite wild. And, like, like that, that, mm. that, you know, the, that kind of, like, pavilion on the water... Where there are these giant fish, and they yeah. just sit there and drink beer because it's too hot to live, and they all drive yeah. around these utes, and he's got this incredibly scary knife for like shanking a pig. <laughs> the whole thing was just quite. It was like I can see how it could get it sucks into you, not into me, to be clear, city boy, but <laughs> you know, to to a person. Um, a lot of sitting in camp. A lot chairs. of sitting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cam summed up when they went to Dundee to try and save the marriage. He was like, this is Dundee. Everyone comes here and sits and just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a great, what a great tagline. I, do, the I do feel like when they talk about nobody, like a lot of people coming, falling in love and never leaving, is like, did they fall in love with the place or there are no roads or road signs? Did they just get stuck? Wolf Creek as well. Like, you never leave because you're in the ground. Exactly. What happens when you pick your nose in a place like that? Very hot, very dusty, very dry. Orange <laughs> orange boogers. Orange dust boogers for days, I reckon. And that's keeping them there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the other things that, that Linda would have to sacrifice. Like, Wait, uh, nice clean nose. I'm concerned. We've got 11 minutes left. We haven't talked about how bad Cam is. I'm, I'm I just concerned. Duncan, I can tell Duncan's fidgeting. Okay. I can feel the energy. <laughs> like, Cam, Cam, just... She, okay. He's not kissing or hugging her at all, and th- out of the whole, the fish. So out of the whole trip, the one he's like, "Well, I tried to give you a kiss uh, when you were incredibly upset, and that, and you, you know, denied me, and that's that's enough." Like, what is the like? I, I get it. Like, obviously, Mum is not great, and I'm annoyed that we didn't get nah, to meet her Cam again. Sucks. Don't make any excuses. Cam sucks this week. Bad. He sucks <laughs> because he strung her along this yeah. far, and she's perfect. She's yeah, not she's stepped a foot out of line. She has tried so hard to meet him 
God, not even in the middle, but literally in Darwin. Like she, she's not stepped a foot wrong and he has just, and he, the way that he breaks news to her at dinner parties, shit. Last okay. week it was. Or on the couch or anywhere yeah. there's a public forum. Last time it was like how long he was going to be away for. Like he told you maybe six weeks and then he stretched it to a year when he was in front of everyone else. And then this week he tells her he isn't falling in love with her. It's the first she hears of it. And up until now they've been talking about, you know, her possibly moving to Darwin, not seeing him ever, and she's still considering that as a possibility, you know what I mean? Ugh. Because she cares for him so much. It's terrible. It's so bad. I do think Cam, like, Cam is just not ready. He is so not ready. Cam should not have. And I also kind of, you know, I get a bit grumpy with the show. If you knew that this man was going to have to, you know, work in the middle of nowhere for two, two out of the next three years or whatever, like maybe don't marry him off to somebody. But they did make I don't know. clear. I did feel he was under the plan. No, because he said he that, he, that he was willing to give it all up for the right person and it just turned out that yeah. he assessed Lyndall objectively perfect and decided that she's not the right person. This is true. Because it's a weird this show this true. year, right, where there's like there's f- at least four by my count objectively perfect people who have done nothing wrong. Two of them are matched in a couple, that's Tani and Ollie. And then you've got Duncan and Lyndall, who have also taken some pretty gnarly hands and basically made zero errors that I, you know, of any consequence. And then the rest are some, you know, real ratbags. Well, so our next couple are Evelyn and Rupert, who sort of sit outside of it all that. That's true. Their relationship just hasn't developed enough. Well, I mean, it developed a little this week. Um, they, They had sex together and um, I just feel like Rupert's a bit of an L, you know he's he's a bit of an L. he's just a little bit not quite self aware or even if he was self aware he wouldn't know what to do with it he's uh, he's a bit too not ready compared to Evelyn for this kind of relationship he's definitely got that Evelyn is just amazing when Evelyn like when, when Cam dropped that bomb and said, I'm not falling in love yeah. with you, and Linda was devastated, and Evelyn went over and consoled her, but then kind of had this moment that was both a kind of real-life instinct and I think a very good reality TV <laughs> instinct to go, that's not actually good enough, and walked over and went, Cam, you're an asshole. <laughs> and Cam just obviously like could not handle that. As no. Don't trip went, on your way don't out. Tri- oh. Don't trip on your way oh out. My God. Got him. <laughs> like he didn't even. Yeah, I mean, Evelyn Harrison laughing at that. Phenomenal. Like it was funny. Oh. That was just so. Moment. And back to Cam just for a minute because I'm still <laughs> incensed about it. I've never been so mad about something, I feel like, which is just wild because I've been just totally ambivalent about Cam for a long, long time. But the, the, when Evelyn went, you've been stringing her along. That was exactly how I felt because he hasn't – he just hasn't really made any effort whatsoever and he could see how much she was falling for him. But also he said – Something along the lines of, um, you know, that, no, actually the experiment's been, because they were all like, why did you even come here if you were never prepared to move and all that sort of thing? And he was like, yeah, well, actually it's been a really good experience. I've learned a lot. Like, that to me reeks of Al, but bad Al from last year in the sense that I'm here to learn how to be a boyfriend and I'm, yeah. I'm using someone mm. else and breaking their heart in the process to do so. But he just didn't handle it with any sort of sensitivity when he... You know, I'm not falling in love with you. That's just the way it is and shove some more steak in his mouth. I know. Like, and then and he's like he, he he like loves an audience, right? Like when when they were having that big fight up, up in the territory, he had his like oh, mate there. And leave. the mate's like, I'd like to go. And oh, I was like, yeah. No, you stay here. <laughs> you stay here. It's like he can't have an honest conversation one to one with Lyndall. He always has to have a bunch of people 
around while he says this terrible stuff. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so Evelyn and Rupert, I mean, I don't think that they're going to, they're not long term. I'm not surprised that Rupert sort of isn't fully in because he's worried that he's maybe not good enough for Evelyn or something. Cause well, he isn't. He isn't. <laughs> like, we can all see it, right? Yeah, that's just science. But she's not saying anything to make him think that. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird dynamic. Um, and Ma- then her mum was cool. Mum was, was real nice cool. to meet her mum. Alyssa and I've got Funkin written here. I mean Duncan. He's definitely not Funkin at the no, moment. He's not he never really is, to be honest. Oh. I'm D- so this glad. This was excruciating. Her and her mates with the like, you can see her oh. every Wednesday and every second weekend. Is that good enough? And she's like, is it is there no world? Is there no possible world where she may might meet her child, or they might live together with a child. Yeah, I mean, she did get to that eventually on their last so date. So, eventually. But that's something that she could have said right from the beginning, is like, look, as we start out, it's probably going to look a bit like this. But obviously, as we go on and the relationship becomes more committed, I'd love for you to be part of the family. Like, And I think he would have been happy to hear that, but it was much more like set down like a challenge. And not just like a challenge, mm. but like he was making, she was making it, as unappealing an offer to him as possible to see how much he would yeah. put up with to prove his love to her. That's what it felt like yeah. to me. Or not even to prove his love to her. Like part of me is like, are you just trying to blow this thing up because you want to prove that there's just no way a single mum can have a relationship? Like it's there's such weird stuff She's going on from her. She is absolutely yeah. self-sabotaging. I also I didn't like the way the friends were like needling Duncan as well, saying you know, it's probably fine because you'll be going out with the boys anyway, won't you? Yeah. More time to go out with the boys. Like kind of like creating this image of him, which they've clearly been fed from Alyssa because she said she was in touch with him, you know, throughout the whole experiment. I just, such a bad vibe from those well, friends. Real, <laughs> real rubbish friends, yeah. I think that, really I, I mean, friends. in my mind, the, the nights that Alyssa's at home with her son, I feel like, Duncan is literally sitting at home. 20 minutes away. Waiting till Wednesday, you know? Yeah. But also, yeah. where's her son been all this time? I know. And he goes it's to school. Presumably, he's got a babysitter. Yeah. Or a grandparent or someone who's looking after them. I'm sure that he wasn't tucked into her suitcase. So the, why not say, yep, these are my days where I have the kid and these are the days that I don't. And we can also, I could probably get a babysitter every now and again. Like, find a way to make it work. Not fi- I, I think she's trying to push him into a point where he says something like, that's too hard, mm. so she can go, see, I told you. Yeah, you just can't do it when you've got a, yeah. when you've got a kid. And the, and, and the friends almost feel like they're really pushing that narrative, like they don't want to lose their mate or something. I don't know, man. She's it's just... just uh, such a bad vibe. She's, I just, she, she, doesn't, she takes every opportunity to kind of twist it in this quite evil way. Even at the commitment ceremony when Duncan revealed that he was crying about their last big fight. And she was like, you didn't tell me that. Now I feel rejected. Yeah. Now I feel rejected. You didn't tell me. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to be in a partnership where you won't share things with me? And it was like, no shit. He doesn't share things with you. <laughs> Look at the way you react. He's been absolutely, you know, he was, he was funkin' at the beginning, having a great time, loving it. And I feel like we've watched him just go smaller and smaller and smaller into himself over the course of this. And it's really sad. Yeah. Mm. And I, to his credit, he's handled it. Sorry, Jane. No, you're right. He has handled it well, right, even to the point where he admitted on camera, like he was the first person to put his hand up and say, oh, like I said the thing in front of the friends that maybe I didn't really mean, but ha- like I was put in a position. He didn't wait for her to pull him up on that. You know, he, he came forward with that all of his own accord. He's done everything right. He's handled everything so softly and always with a view to progressing the relationship and making her happy. And I have a horrible feeling 
that they're going to stay together at final vows, but it's not going to work out in the real world ultimately. Yeah, I think I think we'll say that. I think he's not going to back down. Like he's he like really likes yeah. it, but he cried. <laughs> he's trying to. She's come across so awful in these last couple of weeks, and like more and more so each time. The facial. Oh, I can't. <sighs> yeah. And if, but if he does leave, most eligible bachelor. In, That's um, the thing. Like he's just been putting. Congrats. Like he's just had a, like thirty-two episode kind of arc of him just being Australia's best guy, um, <laughs> and I don't imagine that. Like you could just build a whole show around him. Should like, I do a DM this. slide and be like, three kids, see me <laughs> as often as you want? You know, <laughs> here's your chance to prove yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so... Are you sure? <laughs> I just really like it. <laughs> I just think as a single mum, like, it is tricky, and I think he's doing everything right. Yeah. Truly. Like, she will it, it, really it, it, struggle it, to find anyone. It's a masterclass in how to go into a relationship with someone who's got a kid. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway, mm-hmm. even the experts are like, he's good. Like, <laughs> yeah. yell- and you know, it's tough for the experts to back anyone in this show because you never know. You never know what someone's going to reveal, but they're all in on Duncan. Was it Alyssa who said to Cam, you've got this amazing woman in front of you? Oh, no, it was Bronte, but they all agreed. I mean, it's the same can be said, right? Alyssa, you've got this amazing man. Don't think you realise what you've got, mm. and I don't think you're going to regret it if you lose him. Anyway, Bronte and Harrison... We're fine. I just want to know, Jay, do you still think, do you still think that Bronte is not, is not here just to be on the telly? Um, well, I'm really struggling with that now. Um, I do think, I do <laughs> think she genuinely wanted it to work, but maybe for TV reasons. I don't know. I'm so, I, I'm, They're a very confusing couple. I'm really over it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that this, her, her big kind of moment came, has come a week too late. I think I would have felt way better about it if she did this last week instead of saying stay well, on the couch. No, but she has done it. She hasn't plotted She's it right. She's done it over you know, and over. She hasn't plotted it right. Right? Like, yeah. they've mm. both left and then they've returned because you can, because it's TV and they they want to do that. Uh, the only thing that this week that I really enjoyed was Kira just, like... Slaying him, eh? Calling him what it was, a, a narcissistic... Uh, gaslighting dickhead and then um, get get in the bin there goes a coward like she just kept delivering these killer I'll show you out if you want (laughs) I think Kira on the couch Kira on the the show next year she's even vaguely single she's just such talent I've also never been more pleased to have reality show not clear out a restaurant before they film in it So good seeing like people at the True. other table just kind of like pretending not to look. Oh, and just amazing that oh, there was also a really good moment. Um, I th- I th- I'm not sure. I think it was when they were coming in. There was like a little boy in the background who was just doing this like real good like head nod thing. But but then Harrison afterwards being like, oh, no one had any concerns for my safety. And I'm like, look, if you're going to <laughs> be like a brick shit house, like can squat 300 kilos guy. People aren't going to be as concerned about your personal safety because you're <laughs> that. Like that's just how things work with personal safety. And it's like, so funny the way that he just. It's like I was in the car park. Oh, it was really. There was cars everywhere. <laughs> Could have been run down. 
Could have accidentally walked into one of the cars that was stationary. In but the even car. then, unless it was quite a big car, I'd be backing, <laughs> I'd be worried about the car. Like, that's a lot of man. He is yeah. so funny to me by this stage. Like, hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. And he will look for anything to be the victim of, including I walked out to the car park and nobody checked on my personal safety. And he was just wandering around going, fuck, it's fucked, it's fucked this. And it felt quite jinxy. I still miss the Harrison and his acting era. You know, the, the endometriosis and the, or, oh, yeah. when, when he was like, just like pretend crying and everyone else just going, what? What's going on with this man? I also love when he came up with boundaries. <laughs> like out he found his thing, which was boundaries that um, yeah. that, that were never expressed to Bronte, but she, she crossed the line on them. And then he was like, fuck, that's good. And he's just really held on to it forever, even though it's been proven to be completely hypocritical at every turn. He's still just really clinging on to this. Oh, my, oh, but my boundaries. <laughs> he is. My deal breaker. He's just deluded. We, I think it was Bronte who was like, I've never met anyone like you. And he <laughs> Thank was like, you. Thank you. And she's like, I mean that in the worst <laughs> way possible. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but And me. he's just chuffed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we finally got, like, what the closest thing to a Bronte mic drop. But, yeah, like you say, she's had several goes at it already, kind of botched it. <laughs> um, so I feel like it didn't quite have the gravity that it could have had. Who's the are they, are they, like, There's part of me that's terrified they're going to turn up to final vows, not stay together, but she's going to have another go. Like, who's the couple that went that, that didn't survive this dinner party? Is it them? Like, it looks like them because she's walked off and said, done. But we have seen them come back together only to destroy oh, I, each I other. I almost yet. imagine that they were just for the clicks kind of Same. thing. Same. So I'm worried that it's Lyndall and Cam. Not that I'm worried. I mean, I think she's within her rights to walk based off oh, that. Oh, she absolutely should. Yeah. But, but she needs to get her moment, so she won't. She needs to get her moment. Her speech will be incredible because she's a very smart person. And I feel like Cam will not handle <laughs> the truth hurtling at him. Cam is destined for a life kissing only Barramundi for those first days. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting window, the fact that there's been a lot of ladies through the flat, just yes. uh, no girlfriends. I was like, oh, so that's he's, how he rolls. He just enjoys that. All right. That's it. Next week, final vows, the week after the episode we've all been waiting for where they roll the tapes from earlier on in the season and people find out what each other was really like. Cannot wait. Thank yep. you very much, guys. Particularly to watch Harrison, you know, that, that thing where he just will – you have to literally repeat the exact phrase yeah. that oh, he yeah. meant. You can't be an identical mm. – a slightly different phrasing of an identical meaning. You know, like th that stuff will just be – I just can't wait, especially with the the experts not letting them off the hook oh, anymore. He's just going to say, but yes, yeah, so he didn't say it. I didn't say that. Didn't say exactly that. So I wasn't lying. Wasn't no, lying. can't remember. I remember. Can't remember. <laughs> no, don't really. Can't my own, my eyes are shut. I can't see. I can't hear. <laughs> also, can I say before we go? Yeah. This show outrated the news yes. for the for twenty five to fifty four year olds at the start of March. Humongous. This podcast. Should be going out to more people. <laughs> if you know anyone, if you're chatting with your friends about maths and they don't listen to this podcast, give it a wreck. You give know? it a wreck. We've got a few We've weeks got a left. Few weeks left. We'd love to get some new maths fans on board. Yeah, I agree. Don't tell them how long it takes us to wrap up the end of a podcast, though. That might put them off. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you, Cornies. Thank you, members. See you next week. Kia ora e tewi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.